0: All right, y'all. We are in our last installment of our series, A Cash Only Christmas. Thank you all so much for being a part of it, and uh, I hope that it has been blessing you. I've gotten some feedback. It definitely has been challenging some people with regard to their behavior and their spending during the holiday season, and I, cu- I couldn't ask for more, so... Thank you guys for being attentive to having for having open hearts and minds as we engage this topic. And I hope that it has, again, impacted your stewardship of your finances. Uh, I want to jump into the last part of this series. We're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter nine, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six from the New Living Translation. Um, Bow with me in a word of prayer and then we'll, uh, we'll jump right into the verse. Lord, we thank you for giving us a chance to come together to hear your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak through me to your people in a way that is real and relevant and in a way that is impactful to them. I pray these blessings in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Uh, Isaiah chapter nine, verse uh, verse six. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For a few minutes, I want to talk about the free gift, the free gift. Y'all, it is easy to lose sight in this uh, commercialized Christmas experience uh, that this holiday is not about the gifts that we buy, but it's really about the gift that we have already received uh, often it is uh, easy to lose sight of that in the midst of the bombardment of commercials that might come uh, come across our screen, the uh, emails that fill up our inbox from uh, companies that are trying to seek that are seeking to get us to um, shop with them, um, from the things that come up as we listen to our Spotify playlists if we don't have the the the, the non-free version. Uh, the commercials that come on there. We are bombarded in this season um, with regards to messaging that, that is pushing us to overconsume. Uh, and this messaging, what, what it does for us is it uh, can cause us to lose sight of the fact that, like, this season is not about the gifts that we get other people or the gifts that we receive from people, but it's this holiday season is about the gift, the free gift that we have all been. Uh, given access to receive which is the gift of jesus christ that is what is about and so i want to through this sermon as we wrap up this series on um, a cash only christmas i want us to stop for a minute and just reflect on the fact that the season is not even about buying gifts let alone overextending ourselves or getting into debt to buy gifts But what this season is really about is it is about this free gift that we have received from God. Can I talk to y'all for a few minutes about this free gift? Um, First of all, when we think about this free gift, this free gift brought us salvation. This free gift brought us salvation. It is through the birth of Jesus Christ uh, that God brings into the world this vehicle through which salvation would come into the world. That is what this whole thing is about, right? It is not that Jesus was simply a great role model to follow. It is not simply that Jesus was uh, a good moral person that we should strive to be like. It is not simply that Jesus provided provides us a pathway um, um, for us to model after to live. What Jesus has done for us It says, "Given us salvation. Why do we need salvation? We need salvation because all of us on our best days are sinners, uh, right? The worst of us, the best of us, we are all sinners and sin carries a consequence. Sin creates separation from God. The Bible says that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. But what God has given to us is a means of salvation, right? We cannot through trying to be good enough, ultimately be good enough, right? The more we try, I think the more we discover that there are limitations to our humanity as it relates to righteousness. But what God has done for us is offered us righteousness through Jesus Christ. Yes, this birth that we celebrate, we celebrate it because this person that would be born that day was effectively God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. And through the birth of Jesus Christ, we end up getting access to this salvific act that he would later do on the cross as payment for our sins. That is the foolishness of the gospel as the Bible talks about it. That is the story, the good news of the gospel that you and I have access to salvation through the atonement that comes to us through Jesus Christ. Uh, that word atonement, you really could look at it as a word that can be broken down into at one meant, right? In other words, we are at one, at peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us through the cross. God and I, you and God, are no longer enemies because of your sins. You are declared righteous because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so when we think about the gift that God has given us in Jesus, it is this gift of salvation. That is the part of this free gift that we receive. Not only did the free gift bring salvation, but let me share with you secondly that the free gift brought compassionate community. So salvation is or Jesus Christ is not merely about the saving of our souls, right? Because that would push us into individualistic Christianity. And you guys have have heard me a lot this year push back against these ideas of individualism when it comes to Christianity or individualistic salvation. It's there's more to it than that. What Jesus uh, life message story was about was not simply uh, individually getting us saved, but it was saving us into something, uh, into something that would be referred to as the body of Christ. And this body of Christ is this very communal thing that we are saved into. And that community comes with an ethic regarding how we ought to live. Uh, Jesus would say things like, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. These are words that he said to his disciples as he is getting them ready to live a life without him. He wants them to understand not just that they are going to have individual salvation, that that they will be able to individually spend eternity with him, but Jesus shows particular care and concern with how they are going to function in community when he is no longer there. Again, what co- what does their collective um, uh, engagement look like is a concern of Jesus's. And so it is from Jesus that we uh, get this gift of compassionate community, this thing called the church. Uh, but it is not only church that gets to be compassionate community, but that we can form compassionate community With other people, even if they are outside of the church, because of the ethic that we embrace that comes from Jesus Christ. Again, he says, "Love one another." He pushes us and teaches us to care for the least of these. He says that what you have, whatever you have done for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have also done for me. When he when he um, raises that parable, he is effectively saying that he is effectively teaching this lesson that when we engage in compassion for other people, we are engaging in compassion for him. And so he there is teaching us that we have to get out of our mind, care only for ourselves, get in our mind that we also have to care for other people. And so the free gift brought us salvation. The free gift brought us compassionate community. Uh, But let me share with you thirdly and finally that the free gift brought us peace, Uh, peace in two ways that I want to talk about. First of all, the free gift brought us peace with God. Um, Paul says in in Romans, I believe it's Romans or Galatians. He says, therefore, being justified by grace, we have uh, peace with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, excuse me, we have peace peace with God. This is in Romans. I think it's around chapter five. Um, There, Paul is talking about um, because we have been justified through our faith in Jesus Christ, we now have peace with God. There he is raising this point that before Jesus or outside of the salvific work that comes through, through Jesus Christ, all of us are enemies with God. You guys have heard me describe this before. I have I talked about it this way. I have said that like you and God were like GDs and, and and stones were like vice lords and foes were like bloods and cribs were like fill in the blank of whatever gang is at odds with each other. Um, you and God were enemies of each other because of sin, if you want to think about it in, in that regard. What has come now is peace between us and God through Jesus Christ. This is how Paul describes it. Uh, Essentially, God and I are all right now. God and I are are no longer enemies. God and I are no longer shoot on sight, crush on sight. God and I, the bridge has been rebuilt because of the work that Jesus has done. We have peace with God. Uh, Let me just park there for a minute and say that one more time. We have peace with God. Some of us have not embraced yet this idea, this fact of having peace with God. Some of you have not forgiven yourselves um, of mistakes that you have made in the past. Some of you have uh, are still feeling like um, who I am is simply an unlovable person and God can never accept me. Some of you are in a space where you are embracing these these very harmful theologies that suggest that, like, God is harsh and and God is angry and God is frustrated at you because you are not perfect. Let me say unequivocally, the Bible says that you have peace with God. Peace with God. Peace with God. God is not your enemy. God is not your um, cosmic drill sergeant that you can never please, that you can never be good enough for. Being justified by faith, you now have peace with God. I I I hope that this idea of having peace with God can help some of us that struggle with guilt, some of us that are much harder on ourselves than God is on us I hope that you can embrace this idea that you now have peace with God. Uh, Let me share with you the other aspect of it. The free gift brought us peace, not only peace with God, but also peace with each other. Uh, And it is in this um, this way in particular. I don't want to naively suggest that because of Jesus, uh, we are all now at peace with each other. Um, that, that's not reality. If you have watched the morning news or the night news you recently, you can very clearly see that we are not at peace uh, with each other. But what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, has not only offered us this salvation, but has offered us this ethic, this way of living. This moral code and compass, this guide book for life. And it is through this guide that he has offered us a way to live peaceably amongst each other. Um, he has given us principles through Jesus Christ, like do unto others as we would have them do unto us, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Um, these things are the ethics of Christianity, and these are things that provide us the pathway for having peace with each other. Uh, but not only does he give us the ethic and show us the pathway for doing it, but let me share with you, let me suggest to you also that he empowers us through the Holy Spirit to be able to do it. Uh, see, the, the, these ethics were not new, but what was new is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to empower us, right? To be able to do these things, to be able to live according to this ethic God has given us because of our salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. These are the free, this is the free gift that we have received. And as we unpack that free gift of Jesus Christ, this is what's in it. This free gift brought us salvation. This free gift brought us compassionate community. This free gift brought us peace, peace with God, peace with one another. That is the incredible gift of Christmas. That there is nothing at Walmart, at Target, on Amazon, at Best Buy, at whatever your favorite place is, fill in the blank. There is nothing at any of those places that could come close to touching what God has given us through this free gift. And there is nothing that we could buy for anybody else that is going to touch the free gift that God has given them or offered them through Jesus Christ. And so let me just wrap this this sermon up by saying this. The real gift of Christmas is free. And so in the hustle and bustle of it all, in the commercial push to get you to spin, 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 and 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 you gotta find the perfect gift and you can't forget about this person and that person. In the midst of all of that, and I'm not trying to steal your Christmas joy and your traditions, my family is gonna participate in all those traditions too, and I've uh, bought gifts for Carla and we've bought gifts for Layla and and um, and we're buying gifts for family members. We're, we're going to participate in all of the festivities. and And if that's your thing, those are your traditions. I encourage you to engage in those traditions as well. I'm not trying to steal your joy. But what I am trying to do is temper us as we get out there, that we don't allow ourselves to overspend, that we don't Allow ourselves to get into debt to celebrate this holiday that is about a free gift and about freedom. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's not what we do during this holiday. During this holiday, we take a step back, we realize and remember what this holiday is all about. It's about the free gift. And the celebration of that free gift that we have received so that's it y'all i hope that i have placed enough on your mind to temper you as you go out there um that you don't shop till you drop um, that you don't spend it all that you don't go into debt but that you really consider really remember the free gift that god has given us that has brought us salvation compassionate community and peace. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for reminding us about the free gift that we have in Jesus Christ. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for this community called the church. And thank you for the ability to engage in and pathway to engage in compassionate community with folks that are even outside the church because of what's been instilled in us from through the gospel. And we thank you for the gift bringing us peace and the Holy Spirit empowering us to bring about that peace with each other and us knowing that we now have peace with God. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let that be in the forefront of our minds. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen.